Hey, hey, today my guest is author slash teacher MacArthur Shaw. He lets me call him Mac. He has written and published his first book, Adventures in Subbing, A Life and Times of a Classroom Mercenary. It is loaded with tales from various schools and classrooms. It's loaded with adult language. He pulls no punches, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about the various times each of us have been punched in the mouth for being a smartass in our lives, and we agree it probably needs to happen to more smartasses. The world would be a better place if more of us got smacked in the mouth every now and then. We also talk about Smash Mouth, completely unrelated, a tribute to Shock G from Digital Underground, and he talks about his days of fencing, bartending, and doing stand-up comedy. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this prank-filled substitute teacher episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. So are you actually employed now? Huh? Okay. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll make sure. Yeah. When our children tell our story. Listen to a story about a man named Jed. I mean, like, we don't shout out kids as much as we should. And I, I hype the shit out of my kids. I have kids cry when I go, I'm proud of you. Story, story. Let's hear another story. Story, story. That one was just sad. And if you keep getting fired, well, guess what? <laughs> You did something wrong. Yeah, you might be the problem. It's I know, I know that a lot of this is coming off as like cocky and posturing, and I promise, like it's I've gotten checked so many times for being wrong. I have to say that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony. This is Tony on the mic. Apparently, my guest today is talking to his wife in the background, and I can't get his attention. We have. <laughs> it's funny. We're doing a Zoom, folks. Uh, just in case the audio is a little different than you're used to, we're doing a Zoom, and he is uh, trying to communicate with, I'm guessing, not official ASL sign language. Um, just <laughs> that. That's true. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he is MacArthur Shaw, the author of Adventures in Subbing, The Life and Times of a Classroom Mercenary. Welcome to the show, Mr. Shaw. Thank you so much, Tony. It's uh, it's great to be here. Please, you can call me Mac if it rolls off the tongue any Mac, easier. Mac is much easier than MacArthur because uh, mm. every time I say MacArthur, I think someone left a cake out in the rain. <laughs> And I don't think that I can take it because it took so damn long to bake it. (laughs) So we're off to we're off to a silly disconnected beginning. Let's see if we can rein this bad boy in for some uh, for some good old fashioned entertainment. You were born in New York. Yes, sir. Tell me me just a little bit about your youth. Kind of give me the grade school, high school highlights summary. Yeah. uh, So grew up in, in central New York. Uh, a relatively quiet suburb. Um, got uh, got politely asked to to leave uh, the public school I went to and ended up <laughs> at a Catholic school. And but you left the you were kicked uh, asked to leave a public school. Yes. And enroll in the private school. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now isn't it usually the other way around? You get kicked out of the private school and you have to go to public school. Yeah, you would think it, uh, it It was actually amazing because after I got kicked out of the the public school, the private school, they didn't, you know, 
they, they didn't cross pollinate. They didn't cross communicate. Okay. And so a lot of the tricks that I learned in public school uh, were not really well known in Catholic schools. Nice. So that worked you out must have been a, well. a star among the other students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not so much among the teachers. But... No, uh, no, definitely not. But, you know, thankfully, there's uh, no video recordings of those days. Yes. And, uh, thank God. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 42. 42. Oh, I remember 42. That was a good year. The Jackie Robinson year. No, I always say life, the universe, and everything. Hitchhiker's Guide to the There Galaxy. you go. Yeah. Part, yeah. That's yep. The answer is 42. That's a good year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Onondaga. Am I saying that right? Onondaga. Onondaga. College. Onondaga College. And yep. then San Diego State. What brought you out to the coast? Did you go, come for the college or did your family move? What What was the catalyst for that? Yeah, the the family, you know, kind of uh, upended the upended the cart. Just decided to kind of sell everything and, and move out to the West Coast. And it was interesting because at the time I was dating a sorority girl that my parents absolutely couldn't stand. Oh, and uh, that's probably why they moved. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were. Uh, it, it, it was funny because you know when they started, they're like, "Will you move out? You know, you're you're coming to California with us, right?" And I said, "No, you know." I, I really, I have feelings for this girl and boy, I'm in love. And they asked me again and my mom goes, look, I'll put the down payment on an apartment for you or something, you know? And then it was, uh, we'll get you, we'll get you the car that you always wanted. We're going to sell it to you real cheap. I had a thing for Cadillacs and, uh, and then she cheated on me and I went to my mom's house, right? And, uh, I went to my mom's house and said, uh, Hey, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to stay. And she goes, look, I'll pay for your first two years of college if you stay or if you come with us. Right. And so I went, you know what, mom, for you, I'll do that. And I uh, told him about it years later. And yeah, not not real pleased on that one. That's hysterical. <laughs> that is hysterical. So uh, San Diego State, go yep. Aztecs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had that a nice little run. Uh, so let's see, you had a double major. Yep, I'm double major, you, double minor. And what did you want to do when when you went in and said, "I'm going to be a journalist"? Or is that what you decided? What, what was your goal? Yeah, I I always liked writing, and my my hero, my god, when I was in high school was Hunter S. Thompson. Gonzo, and yeah, oh yeah, the doc. <laughs> and uh, it all started with I want to say I was probably like twelve or thirteen, maybe younger, way way too young to have it. Um, I had a, a first edition paperback of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas wow. with all the illustrations and all the, I think it's uh, Ralph Stedman that did the artwork, if I remember correctly. And yeah, I remember reading it and internalizing it. And then, of course, I read Hell's Angels and I read uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail and, you know, anything I could get my hands on. And Do you still have that first edition? Somewhere. I do. Um, It's, you know, not dog-eared because I was never a dog-ear person. I was Uh a big dork when it came to books. And so I always tried to keep them pristine, Pristine. you know. Um, But yeah, it fell apart because it's, I don't know how many years old, you know, in a paperback book. So So you've been writing since kindergarten, since high school? How long (laughs) did you say you've been writing? Probably, yeah, probably high school. I, uh, I had a couple of horror stories published when I was 16. Um. And that was that was for I think a magazine called Blood and Bone or something like that. And I I lied about my age so I could get it in there. And it, you know, and haven't we all? Um, no. So yes. we uh, 
but uh but yeah i got i got two horror stories published i want to say when i was like 17 um started a novel and didn't get that published but when i worked for the school newspaper at onondaga college i actually published the first three chapters is like uh i don't know like a chapbook like dickens used to do yeah like a vanity project yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. not wrong you did it because you could (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> That's cool. And deaf studies. So when I actually alluded to sign language and you sent me "That's true" in actual sign language, yeah. I was a little impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my my family, several members of my family, have a couple aunts, uncles, cousins who who are very deep in the sign language community, and we have a, a deaf neighbor. And just indulge me a short story. We have a. Now she's mid twenties, but she was, she grew up on the street with my kids. who's now 26 and 25. And it was, it was just joyous to watch because they all learned sign language, you know, a little enough so that they could all play and talk and do everything. And it was super organic. And, and I was studying, trying to, you know, just so I could communicate and help mm-hmm. and everything. And it's when you're immersed in it, it's so much easier and more thorough, not easy so much more easier because I teach English. It's a better <laughs> process. See me after class, please. Okay. Yes, sir. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would learn something that I got either from a video or a book or something and it mm-hmm. would be close and they would correct me. And it was, it was, it was just really neat. The whole, the whole uh, deaf experience. It's easy for me to say, cause I have hearing, but you know what I mean? The learning, yeah. it's like learning another, another language. It's a, it's a whole, it's a second language. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm glad you had that moment because it's there's so much culturally that comes from like the deaf community. I mean, it's a culture and yeah. they it's it's and I think it's like with any language you learn, if you're willing to put in the time and try, you're going to be rewarded dividends because they're going to see that you're trying to be part of the group. And yeah. like, I can't tell you how many times I used to be a bartender. I worked a door. I did, you know, all of this stuff and people would come in with a pad and paper and, you know, they'd point at their ears and point at their mouth and right. then they'd go to write down on a paper. And I was like, if you sign, like, that's fine. Like, we're good. Nice. And, yeah. and they're just like, what? Yeah. You know, and you see the face light up and you have that moment. And I've, you know, I've had deaf students um, yeah. and those kids are amazing. And that's great. It, whenever, whenever she, it, and you could just say it meant a lot to her, you know, shout out Dakota that it meant a lot to her because that we were all trying, you know, we were all, we were all making an effort to be all part of the same thing, which was, it was great. All right. Enough sign language stuff. Let's get back to regular <laughs> English. And when you went to high school, were you a jock, a nerd, a, a D&D player, a athlete, a French club captain? What, what was your memorable moments in high school? Actually, you know what? You said French club. I, uh, I, I didn't, uh, so I didn't really belong to any groups. Um, I, I mean, probably the closest I had was being one of the, you know, kind of outcasts, the the freaks and geeks. But I was never really like tightly affiliated with them because I was just a weird kid. Like I like to talk. I like to read books and watch movies religiously. And, you know, a lot of people Not wanted to, I don't know, Not do whatever, go to parties and drink shitty vanilla vodka and um in sorry I, can i cost the cost yeah sorry you can that. cost all you want <laughs> i can cost all right <laughs> i can cost it um so no i uh yeah i yeah they you know it was like airplane bottles and whatever right, they right, right, filch right. from you know 
families or older siblings or something. girls you have a girlfriend did you yeah i yeah as soon as as soon as girls came into the equation when i was probably 12 it was just all downhill from there like that was kind of my <laughs> singular focus you know and uh and yeah and i remember it's funny when you said french because i took french because you had two options french or spanish and yeah all of the guys took spanish all of the girls took French and I'm like, listen, I know what side of the bread, you know, it's yep. buttered on. <laughs> so I go into, I go into French class and the teacher goes, you know, does anybody know any French words or French terms? And you know, this one girl's like, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Right. Ah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I like how you said it. Ain't no and, doubt. Right. And, no uh, doubt. and then I raised my hand and the teacher goes, yes, yes, Mac. Yes. You know what, uh, what do you know French? And I said, yeah. And there used to be this commercial on TV called Muzzy. And there's, it's, I don't even know how you describe it. It was a foreign language learning thing, like pre, oh, okay, uh, yeah. uh, pre, uh, like today's Rosetta that? Stone or yeah, pre Rosetta or, Stone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and in the commercial, this girl goes, bonjour, je suis la jeune fille, which <laughs> you speak French. Like, do you know? Yeah. That means, hello, I am a young girl. And so I raised my hand very proudly and I was like, I know some French and, uh, Bonjour, je suis la jeune fille. And the French teacher just busted a gut laughing. You know? <laughs> and uh, and not and all the girls don't get why she's laughing. And she right, goes, cause... oh, Mac, yeah, you just said you're a young girl. And I went, uh. <laughs> and I was That's like, funny. please still make out with me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first, first crush? Oh. First, are you talking like celebrity crush or no real crush? life crush? Middle school, twelve year real old, real life crush, thirteen year yeah. old, whatever girl came into your probably fourth grade. Wow, there was yeah, there was this girl named Laura that I went to school with, and uh, she just God, God bless her. She uh, she knew that I liked her, never made me feel stupid about it, but was <laughs> had zero interest. Like I mean, uh, like double zero uh negative five you know, <laughs> like and and i and every time she'd do something like you know they, they would give out valentines on valentine's day and, and i'd get a valentine from her and i'll be like this is it this, here we go this, yeah woo! and uh and you know and then i realize everybody else gets one i'm like mine's yeah. a little bit more special exactly exactly so. you really meant this one this one meant right. <laughs> right. the others are just cover you know right. so she's not, right you know it's just a cover first kiss uh yeah first kiss was a girl down the block and uh was was absolutely um actually fun story with that the first kiss was my my mom wasn't your mom me. no yeah my my first i was a homeschooled kid the prom <laughs> prom night was weird but you know we got through it okay um and uh <laughs> no so to rewind Yes. Um, the day of my first kiss. So there was this this girl in the neighborhood that I had a crush on. We used to meet over at the park and uh, and we push each other on the tire swing and really just rip it. Right. Like give it a spin. And, you know, so the day that I was going to meet her for an extended amount of time without any friends around. Right. It was Ooh. just like her and I. Yeah. Her and I like set up the uh, the meeting time. And. I don't know why I keep lapsing into Macho Man. I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ladies, um, ladies. Yeah. So, so you know, we we were going to meet at the park. It was going to be after dark, you know, right around sunset. There, you know, and uh, it, it was time, right? Um, and how old were you? About? Uh, 31. 
And so we, we, no, I was 12, 11, 12, okay. All right. 11, 12. And, you know, ride my like rickety BMX bike. But before I even got to that part, um, my, my dad was out of town on business and my mom, you know, trying to, trying to throw me a bone because it was my big date night made me my favorite thing, which, you know, when you grow up, uh, albino white trash in central New York, like I did, um, you cheeseburger macaroni, right? That was the, hey. that was the slam dunk right there. I might have some tonight. Oh yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the jam. I even try, like, try to make it with Turkey now. And, you know, yeah. throw some Montreal seasoning and all that, you know, yeah. like I'm fancy. Um, but anyway, so my mom makes it. My mom, you know, the running joke in the house is she's the only woman that can burn cereal <laughs> because uh, we had an electric range and she went to turn it on to boil water and turned on the wrong pad. Oh, no. And so and there was a cereal box on it next to it. Oh, so that thing no. went up in flames. Yeah. So she was not uh, kitchen. Yeah, that's the chef would be. I mean, that's like saying, like, if you can't ride a bike, like, yeah, she wasn't a pilot. It's like, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 lower those expectations, right? And uh, but but God bless her, she tried and she made a cheeseburger macaroni for me. Well, she didn't know that you have to drain the grease out. Oh my lord! Yeah, and you know, you throw enough black pepper and salt on there, you know, you're a kid, so you're yeah, you just yeah, house yes. it, right? Hundred percent. So, probably ate like three or four servings of it, like bowls of it, you know, go and brush my teeth, grab some, uh, some, uh, what were those mints where they'd spark when you'd bite them, you know, I think it was, uh, huh. With the little, uh, where the hole was filled. Yep. In the middle, yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I am embarrassed to say, since I've done this trick a thousand times, it's lifesavers. It's wintergreen lifesavers. You can look it up on the internets. They spark when you bite them aggressively in the dark. I don't know how I learned it, but I did learn it, and it's not certs. It's wintergreen lifesavers. So grab some of those, brush the teeth, and go ride into the park and swing her on the swing, and she swings me on the swing. He was swinging. Swinging. Yeah, just a swing. And, you know, I look at her, she looks at me, you know, the, the eyes twinkle and uh, so amazing. And I start to feel this flip flop in my stomach. And, I, you know, my dad told me, you're like, you're going to have butterflies when uh, when you meet the, you know, the girl that, that first steals your heart. And uh, and I was like, man, this is going to be incredible. This, this is it. It's happening. <laughs> and I lean in and I kiss her and she kisses me. And it's great first kiss, like delightful, sweet lovely in every way nice. and uh and then i get up off the tire swing and i go to swing her again you know to give her another one and uh and i realize those aren't butterflies uh yeah so the uh the express the express is coming you know when you eat all that burger grease and uh and so thankfully i wasn't swinging because it was going to come out one way or the other right. you know? and so i look at her and i go uh is that my mom calling me you know and the girl goes, I don't think so. I go, I think it is. And I take off running like, I mean, Forrest Gump style, right? Like, and I'm pushing my bike. I'm running faster than I'm pedaling my bike. So I'm pushing my BMX bike <laughs> next to it, cutting through fields, cutting through neighbor houses, hand to God. And, uh, and finally I, I just, I jump on the bike and I'm pedaling for glory. And I hit uh, like a little gopher hole type thing. 
and just jostles the guts enough that uh, I a hundred percent shit my pants on. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And so first kiss. You have enough distance, I assume she couldn't see. I know she couldn't see it, but good, I never good. came home. I ended up just leaving her at the park and she goes, I, I thought my breath was bad. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but did uh, you tell her? I didn't tell her. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I was like, no, I, I, my mom was calling and I had to run in the house. And I mean, it was horrific. And it's, you know, and I'm doing the De Niro crying in the shower, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Herman Munster, Robert De Niro. Like, it's, yeah. It's oh, bad. yeah. So oh, yeah. Your second kiss was at 31. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that wasn't as shitty. Um, <laughs> That's, it was, good. Uh... <laughs> That's good. But yeah. Uh, then you uh, moved on up into college, became the editor of your newspaper. And besides yeah. using it to promote your book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any, anything else good come out of that it was you know it was just uh it was a hell of a hang it was a, a basement uh a basement office and everybody in the office the guy that i worked for was a general general editor he was just like curmudgeon i mean he couldn't have been more than like eight years more than we were but he was you know i always imagined him having a cigar in his mouth going like listen kid blue grant he, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but like more surly, like more like Jonah Jameson from Spider. Oh, oh, okay. And uh, and so, but he was great. He was somebody that I kind of cut my teeth on. Um, he left, and I took over as managing editor. And it was just, it was everybody in there had each other's back. We were, we didn't really care if people loved the content. We were there to just kind of have fun and hang out. And we, you know, none of us took it terribly seriously um and it was just it was a hell of a time and took that love to san diego with me uh got obviously got the journalism degree there and when i was getting ready to graduate they were just like uh you know i i screwed up um i i was taking 19 credits a semester i was working 40 hours a week oh um, yeah I, I i loved school and i learned so much from my community college classes that it was phenomenal. I just, I had an, uh, I had an absolute great time. And so the, when I got to, to, to San Diego and I got ready to graduate, they were like, well, you need three more classes for your major. But if you take another deaf science class, you can get a communication dis- disabilities degree. Um, oh. There was deaf studies. And, right, right. and then they were like, and if you take another English class, you can do a comparative literature grade um which was amazing and so i ended up with a double major double minor from there check out the big brain on bread you're a smart motherfucker that's right so let's fast forward a little bit you're divorced you're scrolling tinder Mm -hmm. oh of course yeah that's where i met the current wife that's what i was getting to (laughs) yes sir um yeah i was i was so was it was it swipe one swipe eight swipe 417 was it uh she she may be in the background so you might want (laughs) to she she is not um (laughs) no it was i want to say it was it was 12 like right around yeah probably 12 13 um would just connect and i end up it's so funny because i have three at least three of my long-term friends now were people that started out as like tinder dates really and yeah and they're just like oh, i'm not really feeling it and i'm like yeah but you know the hang's good we should yeah. we should hang out sometime she's like yeah awesome. i got a friend yeah that's awesome so, and nice. she's a kickboxer drove a forklift and loved hockey yeah that's uh mm-hmm. that's the current wife yeah she uh 
She's a she's an interesting person. I say current wife, like I got one on the back burner. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's right now. Wait, now where's your um, wife we're on working deck? On, what's it? Yeah, uh, we're you know it's it's always going to be Kelly Kapowski from right. Oh yeah, by the bell. Yeah, you know we always got to keep that keep that light open and get your right. That's Anna that's, your free, that's your hall yeah. pass. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so so yeah, no, she's uh, she's super rad. Um, it's when I was struggling going through the situation when I was between uh, getting my master's in, in education and trying to get credentialed and trying to get, there, there were all of these stumbling blocks that were kind of thrown in the way when I was growing up. Not when I was growing up, what am I saying? There were these these stumbling blocks when I was, uh, when I was trying to get- hang, hang on one second, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> my wife comes in. And she starts talking. Oh, I heard talking, and she's opening the. <laughs> Bring in the dog. Send in right. the hounds. Yeah, perfect. Go with mommy, dude. Send in the hounds. <laughs> so at what point did you decide that you wanted to give this writing thing a whirl? Well, uh, when I first started substitute substitute teaching, easy for with, you to say. Yeah, I'm like substitute teaching. Uh, right, with, man. man. With Scott's class, yeah. Um, I I was going home and I was like jotting down these anecdotes of things that happened in the class, and I would ask the other teachers around. I'm going like, "This shit's happening to you too, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, do you, do you ever write it down? Do you? And they're like, "No, we talk about it at you know uh, at happy hour, but that's about it." Huh. You know what? I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break. And then I want you to share some of those stories with us. Some will do from the book, and we'll we'll talk about that. I am sitting with MacArthur, who allows me to call him Mac. Yep. Mac Shaw. We've studied his uh, history, his upbringing, his education, his, and we've studied his Tinder <laughs> uh, history, and it's a ringing one because he found his wife and some good friends. So yeah. that's a good sign. We're going to be right back with Mac Shaw. are back say hi to the folks mac hi folks i did that i was trying to tell him because he put a drink to his mouth <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying to mess with him but he he was he's a professional ladies and gentlemen he cannot be rattled i work with high schoolers man like you gotta <laughs> and I, some say i act like a high schooler so you definitely hey. have the upper hand right now <laughs> uh says here you read three to four books a week mm-hmm. all the way through high school yeah and then Not when you moved lot. across country you had over two thousand books mm-hmm. so, that was my dad put a cap on that. My dad, it, when I moved, I moved with 2000 and like, and everybody thinks it's a joke. And I was like, I mean, I had, I would go to church rummage sales and I would buy these paperback, you know, I would read Westerns. I have, I still have, shoot, probably 30 first edition Stephen King books. Um, I'm actually kicking myself in the ass because I just found out that I had a copy of Dune, you know, Frank Herbert. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I was, when I was moving uh, to our new house where we are now, I uh, I pared down a bunch of stuff and I was like, ah, oh, this this book doesn't really look like anything. And I'm a collector, you know. Yeah. I should know better, but I'm an yeah. idiot. I was kind of under the gun to get a bunch of stuff moved out quick. And so, because we had the deal of a lifetime on this house, but we had to close on our current house and there was a whole thing. So anyway. I ended up flipping it and getting rid of it. And I find out that this version of the book, it was a first edition Frank Herbert non book club edition. Cause I guess they had a book club edition and that one's only worth like 
150 bucks, um, 200 bucks. This one is upwards of two to four grand. Oh, and I sold it to a like geek store for like five bucks a copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that and like a pile of DVDs. Like I'm well, good. Good thing you had to make. Good thing you made space. Think of how much space you saved, though. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah. I'm thinking six about cubic that. inches, roughly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm and I'm going and I'm kicking myself because I'm going. I had the first four books, so oh, not wow. only did I have this one that was in the thousands, probably, right? But all the the follow ups, which were like at least you know a hundred to a couple hundred apiece. Hmm. So I have here, and I'm holding up your book again because this is audio; they won't see it, but. Is this the one that's going to be worth thousands or is it going to be another version? I'm just <laughs> that's that's going to be the one that's worth thousands because that was the one that uh the 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 publisher flip-flopped the the front what they call the front matter. So, you know, any any book should open with the with the title page, you know, right. with this. Um yours doesn't open like that, right? That is correct. Yeah. So wow. So yeah, you got a uh, you got a special limited edition short short publication. Nice. So when you're uh, when you're famous, yeah, and uh, you're in town, you can sign it for me. Oh, absolutely. And then It'll I'll just donate pleasure. it to a bookstore or something. When <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, well, you know, it's the five dollar version. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, and when I when I moved across country, yeah, my dad was like, yeah, you're only allowed to take two thousand books. Wow. Yeah, and it you, was. I mean, was it literal? Like you counted, or huh? did you say this bookshelf only? And oh, he. So I had. I mean, I had stacks and stacks and stacks of paperback books from rummage sales, you know. But I had hardcover editions, and I had Shel Silverstein, and I had Johnny Cash's autobiography, and I had you know these one the Fear and Loathing copy. I have a right. first edition of Fight Club, you know, and I have all these books. And my dad was just like you can't fill a box with hardcover books. Like that's like 87 pounds of box. Like each box has to be 40 pounds. And and he said, yeah, you got to figure out which books you're not taking because you're only allowed to take, or no, I'm sorry. It was 2000 books and DVDs total. Oh, okay. So I had to catalog them all and show them. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Warning. Danger. Will Robinson. Anyway, I don't know what happened. It's a Zoom, so I couldn't correct the levels. And for some reason, my microphone just went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs starting here. So uh, you're going to see an uncomfortable change in the volume. Sorry about that. Yeah. So you uh, you started substitute teaching, having some uh-huh. stories, talking to other teachers and saying, hey, this stuff happened to you. And and nobody else seemed motivated to like write it down as a as a type of a memoir. Yeah. When did you decide to start writing it down? And when did you decide it was going to be a good book? Well, I, uh, I, I started just jotting them down and, and putting them on a blog okay. and, and, you know, obviously changed the names and changed locations right, and that right. kind of stuff. Because like, I would just have kids say the most preposterous things in class. And my thing was, I was also like dabbling in stand up comedy at the time. Oh. And so these kids would throw stuff at you and it was all with teenagers, you know, right. like I'm talking like 17 to, to 21 year olds. Um, cause some of the kids were allowed to stay on later because they failed so many things and yada, yada. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I just, I would sling it back at them and, you know, I'd never call a kid like a fucking idiot, right. but I could frame my language being somebody who had a huge vocabulary from reading all these books right. and be able to tell them, you know, to eat shit without telling them to eat shit. You right. know? And, uh, like, you know, how like a kid will take out his cell phone and 
I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, texting my mom. And I'm like, tell her I said, what's up? <laughs> and the kid goes, dude, dude, she don't even like white guys. I'm like, why you got to make it a race thing? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, what's up? Tell her I said, what's up? And have a great Friday. That's all I said. And then he, okay, all right. I, I misunderstood you. I'm like, yeah, you did. Tell her, say that I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Um, and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, no, no, no. You're getting it twisted. Parent-teacher conference is coming up in a week. Don't make it a thing that it's not. He's like, I feel like you're trying to be my stepfather. I'm like, hell no, I'm doing double duty. Goes, What's that supposed to mean? I go, I'm going to have to yell at you to pull up your pants at school and at home. Nah, I'm good. So, you know, and it's just, you have to yeah. fling it back, you yeah. know? And it's, and I've, I found, you know, very early on that there's a way to be sarcastic. That's not mean, right? Make fun of yourself. You'd be a little oh, silly. Yeah. Uh, I got blacklisted from school sites, um, not because, like, you know, I, I never hit a kid. I never cursed a kid out. Um, a true story. I was working in a, a, a English as a second language classroom, and this guy was in there, spoke Arabic, um, was super rude to the the females in class, you know, because it's, you know, uh, his home life um, was, you know, very patriarchal, you know, like yes. the mom yeah. cleaned up the house and did the right. stuff. So, and I, you know, and I keep shutting the kid down. I'm like, dude, this is, this is equal footing. Like we're, everybody in the class is on equal ground except me. Cause I'm amazing. And, you know, <laughs> and the kid goes and they would laugh and laugh and they'd speak in, you know, Arabic and, and all the kids would laugh. I go, what do you say? You know, I don't, I don't speak what you're speaking. So, you know, help me out. I said, I want to be in on the joke. And he goes, oh, I said, you look like the fat guy that sings a song from Shrek. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. And I went, smash mouth? And he goes, sure. <laughs> and all the kids are just howling, right? And they're banging on the desk and they're laughing. And I go, my guy, I was like, you look like Shock G from Digital Underground. So we should go on tour and make that wash up celebrity money. And the kid didn't know, you know, because he's shock G. Yeah, I'd be yeah, shock G, you know, right. and that's that's my, you know, what I grew yeah. up on. Oh, heck yeah. So all the kids in class look up shock G and they come in from lunch and everybody's singing the hook from Humpty Hump to him. Of course. Because he's got, you know, the kid's got a schnoz. He's got the big block glasses, you know, all this stuff. And uh, and so he went home and told his parents that I said he looked like he didn't say he looks like a musician. It was he looks like an old black man. And the parents go, that's racist. And how can somebody that looks like him say, and I was like, it wasn't about denigrating. It wasn't right. about, you know, calling him stupid. It wasn't any of the stuff. I was trying to riff off him telling me right. that I look like a fat wash up and I'll be I like, right. let's make that money, you know? And, uh, and the teacher, you know, uh, the, the school principal was just a miserable woman. And she calls me and she goes, you think it's, it's fun to do that? And I said, well, no, but what am I going to do? Send him in the hallway? Like send him to the office for saying because he know, said I look like the lead singer of Smash Mouth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and she goes, well, you should have written him a referral. And I go, I can say something and shut it down, and class will resume as normal, and nobody would have said anything if the kids didn't look it up and hey. razz him because he looks like Shock G from Digital Underground. Did so you show her like, a picture and go look? I did. I go, this isn't. <laughs> I was like, I didn't say Humpty Hump. I didn't right. say the big plastic nose. I go, Shock G's not a bad looking dude. She goes, you can't say an Arabic looks like a black rapper from the 80s. Like, 
So See, where, and where my, are we at? My fundamental question, and I don't want to drift onto this too much, is why sure. not? Why yeah. not? Why can't you? It's not... It, 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 and who says that's an insult? Who says that's off-limits? Okay, I, we could go down that rabbit hole, I'm sure, for a long yeah. time. But... That was my argument. Yeah, how did it... But it didn't <laughs> work out. Um, so... <laughs> And I got, and she goes, yes, we're blacklisting you. I go, can you say that word? I was going to say, wow. And she, <laughs> she goes, and she's like, good day. <laughs> and like hung up the phone. So yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so uh, just give me a couple couple of your highlights. Tell me uh, like your greatest hits. One of the things you said, you got a, lots of death threats. Tell me about one of them. Oh, man. Um, tell me, actually, tell me about two of them. Tell me about one that was just absurd and you didn't believe it for a second. And yeah. it was just some kid popping off. And tell me one that made you nervous. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got you. Um, so I worked at the school in the, in the book. It's called, I call it Little Shawshank. So what happens is after scout school, I end up at the school. And it's like, this is, you know, I worked at scout school. I worked at the school for kids that get kicked out of scout school. And this school, Little Shawshank, is the school for kids that get kicked out of the bad kids. Yeah, school. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like all these kids had ankle monitors <laughs> and had PO check-ins. Now, are you being serious? A hundred percent. Okay. Um, so Please. probably two thirds had ankle wow. monitors. Wow. Um, <clears throat> had some sort of tracking um, and would have PO check-ins. So like there was an on-staff uh cop like an sro that would function as a parole officer too wow and so yeah it was it was intense and uh and i remember going to that school for the first time and i uh i walk in and you know it's this nondescript building with this rolling fence um that like an auto body fence that has that plastic weaving stuff in between the right. yep. the links so you can't see what's on the other side of it and i drove past this school, it was only two miles from my house. I drove past it must have been six times before I realized it was a school. You know, it just looked like a like a record yard, you know. Um, you couldn't see what was in it, but and I go up and I knock on the door and there's this like giant steel steel door. Like I'm talking this thing, it it would have taken like a lot to get through it. And uh and I remember going there and I'm just like, oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody, you know. I, uh, I'm like, is is this Aspirations Academy? They're like, who wants to know? I'm like, oh, uh, I'm the substitute for Mrs. Belson. And they're just like, they'll buzz you in at the door. I'm like, okay. And I was a student, you know. And, no. and uh, I'm like, man, I've got a deep voice. Um, no, so I ended up going through the main thing. And, you know, I end up on the other side is like Narnia. It's all like read diffusers and hanging plants and the sweetest woman on earth, you know, she goes, Oh, you're going to be in this room and don't, you know, you're going to have three security people in your classroom at all times. <laughs> um, the, the aide is, is a security person. Um, most of them are familiar with our SRO cause he's a parole officer. And he, uh, you know, if you need anything, just get on the mic and yell code red and we'll rush in into the, the classroom and, and get it sorted out. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Um, glad I wore my brown pants. <laughs> and uh, so it, and meanwhile, I walk in in like a gingham shirt and khakis, you know, like <laughs> fucking Barney Fife. And I like walk up, I'm like, how's everybody doing? And keep in mind, it's, let's say conservatively, 80% students of color, 20% like white 
Um, and the male to female ratio is like eight to two, right? Four to one if you want to reduce it. Yeah, well, I don't teach math, Tony. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, four to one, right? It's and all of the the kids there. It's and and you know, it's kind of the unfortunate way we see things in our system today, where we have a disproportionate amount. I'm, I won't get on this this soapbox, but like a disproportionate of black and brown boys are shoved into special ed. And meanwhile, other people that, that exhibit the same amount of struggles, they're like, oh, they'll figure it out eventually. And so this school was technically a special education school because emotional disturbance, SED is what it was called, severe emotional disturbance, um, qualifies as a disability. And so I'd go in this, this school and it was, I mean, I couldn't have looked more out of place if, you know. What was the makeup of the faculty? Um, mainly female, I would say about four to one female to male. Eight um, to two. what's that? Eight to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight to two. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, my, my original numbers, please. <laughs> um, probably, uh, probably the teachers, the, the actual educators, probably 90% like white, like alabaster, you know, nigh transparent like myself. And maybe 10%, like we had the coach was like, um, every, um, you've seen aliens, right? Yes. The, the commander in aliens, the guy that's like, all right, assholes and elbows, you know, with the whistle that was the guy they called coach. And he was like, he was the guy on the other side of the fence when I'm like, Hey, is this a school? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm, uh, you know, just pure intensity. Like, I mean, traps for days, um, just clenching that, that nickel plated, uh, whistle in his mouth, you know, just that like, ah, and everything was through the teeth, you know, it was like a, it was like a movie. And, uh, and so I go in and, and the first day went great. And the, the class aide that was in there, you know, the security person, the guy goes, listen, we just need a uh, credentialed person in the front of the classroom. Like we're going to do all the work. So don't worry about it. Um, just sit back. Most subs read newspapers. Um, they don't interact with the kids. Uh, we just need somebody in here. Who's legally the teacher of record. We handle everything. And I'm so hands-on. Um, you know, if I can't hit a kid once a day, you know, why am What's I even the there? Why'd you oh, study? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, you know, I can't just sit there and read a book for seven hours. And in this classroom, it was, I mean, kids are punching desks. Kids are throwing chairs. Kids are like grabbing pens and trying to slam them into the top of the, the, the desk, you know, and everybody's high intensity. And, you know, this kid, this, this guy that was in there just goes, all right, everybody pipe down. And it's that bark and and all the kids sit down and get their stuff out. And he was like, this is, Mr. Shaw, you will respect Mr. Shaw for the majority of his time in the classroom. Do not make him make a blah, 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 like a, a negative. I forget what they called it. It's been so long since I was there, but it was yeah. it's like a negative daily report. Okay. Um, don't make him have to write a negative daily report. Do you understand? And they're all like, yep. Some of them said, yes, sir. Some of them wow. said, you know, shouted yes. Everybody nodded and did work. And I'm just like. And every time I went, so with did that, you, you, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. What uh, is, uh, can I have a notebook? Like right. it's, I'm yeah. Um, and the more I worked there, the more I just, I loved it because there was a freedom of language of communication 
of um so they cursed you said you're allowed to oh curse yeah well. oh okay. yeah 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 okay. and you know and the teachers would curse but not gratuitously yeah yeah not gratuitously right. like they'd be like all right guys get your shit together you know if they were getting ready to go to gym or something you know yeah. um huh. and so yeah so it was i mean having that facility of communication was was kind of amazing and you know like i had a kid this kid was so rude oh this kid couldn't couldn't stand him uh, not couldn't stand him he was frustrating because he's one of those kids that's never been punched in the face really hard for like popping off and saying something inappropriate. Like, do you remember, I- I'm going to bet Tony, you probably at least once, right. You, you catch one in the face for mouthing off. Way you ever been hit in the nose once. way more than once. Yeah. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. <laughs> Me? Uh, let's see how many five, five, five. Yeah. Five, I was going to say, five, yeah. I got, uh, I don't teach math. Thank God. So right. um, eight to two, I think is the ratio of face yeah, eight to eight to two um, <laughs> punches to kicks that I would receive on a daily basis at school. Um, but yeah, but these kids have this swagger, swagger's the wrong way to say, but this like entitlement, I guess, with their words, where the first time somebody punches you in the face hard enough that like everything goes like, you know, and your eyes water and oh, yeah. you don't want to, <laughs> and your nose feels like it's like vibrating. It's almost like a static screen on an old tube TV, right? Yeah, um, yeah this kid had never been been punched that hard. And I was just like waiting for that day um and not you know, no not for you to punch him no no no, no for no, our I, listeners I, to have right yeah right. no i'd, I'd <laughs> never hit a kid right but i've seen a kid get smacked the shit out of before and i'm going like mm. <laughs> hard times buddy well dust yourself off and stop crying um maybe that's a word that should never come out of your mouth again and uh but i had you know this kid came up to me he's like yo shaw i saw you driving in your kia soul i'm like okay He's like, you know, that car makes you look like a heart, right? Like full on F O T like G G O T. Like it's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Power. You spell the whole word. You only left one letter out. (laughs) I know I did. I like to asterisk that one um, because it's that way. Um, That's what sucks. I can't even hardly do an audio version of the book because a lot of the stories. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of spicy language. Yes. And uh, like saying fucking shit and all that stuff is good. But I'm just like, I'm not. Those words aren't coming out of here. I got it. So, but the kids said that. And I looked at them, although, you know, all the kids in class go, ooh. And I go, you know what? If I had a dollar every time I, I heard that. He's like, yeah, you'd have like a thousand, huh? And I'm like, no, more than that. I'd be able to give my husband the vacation he deserves. And the kid goes, oh, yo, I didn't know you were gay, man. Um, That was a hate speech. Um, (laughs) I know you're going to you're going to talk to to Officer Richardson and you're going to be like, (laughs) he used hate speech. um, And I was not meaning to disintegrate your people. I was like, denigrate. He's like, sure. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I just didn't, I, mm, I would like to write a letter to you and your husband, um, apologize. Like it was whole thing and I just milked it. Oh, I milked it. Oh, and then he came crazy. in later. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the death threats. So yeah. the first day I had classes, um, there was this kid who's there's, there's a wire crossed in the noggin. Um, the kids real high energy, real explosive, um, all skin and bones, but wearing like a four X jacket, you know, winter jacket. Um, and he has that, like the, like one eye that's a little bit bigger than the other eye. And that kind of like, ah, you don't think. And, uh, and so he's going to leave for the day and, and he just looks and he's just like, you know, Shaw, 
you going to be here again? I'm like, yeah, man, I, I hope so. I, I would love that. that. That would be a great, I, I would love, he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. I love you, man. And this is the first day wow. that, I've, that I've worked with this kid. And I'm like, thanks, man. I was like, I appreciate it. He's like, say it back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, well, Tim, I love you too. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously all names are changed, right? Right, right, right? So I'm like, Tim, Tim. Yeah. Lo love you too, buddy. And he's like, I love you so much uh, that, that I don't want you to go to other schools. And I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be here as much as I can. And he's like, but if you don't think you'll be here, I love you so much that I'm going to stab you. And he lunges towards me. And I'm talking like he reaches into his jacket, that five X, you know, right, right. he could have been, you know, he had one of those and he reaches into it, bright silver uh, puff jacket, right? Like puff jacket, trench coat reaches in and slams this thing into, and, and I'm, I was a fencer for a while. And so one of the things I learned was compassing. Encompassing is where you plant your right heel and you essentially just like a compass, right? In math class, you kick your left heel backwards. So if somebody's rushing you, you just pivot and they just go right through where you used to be, right? Don't usually have to trip. Don't have to. I mean, when I worked at a bar and somebody would come and take a punch at me, yeah. right? I'd do that and they'd end up punching the wall and I'm just like... Oh, that looks like it hurts, buddy. Um, do you want me to get you some ice? Yeah. All right, Patrick Swayze, enough bar tales. Let's get back to the classroom. <laughs> anyway, so he, uh, so, you know, I do the compass thing and the kid just eats shit on the floor. Like he, it grazes my shirt. Now, is there a knife like, in his hand? I didn't know. Oh, okay. I, could, right, I, I couldn't tell. Say. It was just something okay. in, right, I ruined pulled the out of his jacket. But go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Pulled out of his jacket and goes like this. And literally it glances off my shoulder and the kid just eats shit on the carpet. Like, I'm talking like back legs splayed out, hands up front, just, man, mushed his face. And the security guy's there, and he goes, yeah, he's like, Tim, what the hell? And he's just like, ha, 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 and jumps back up and runs out the door. It was a ski glove that was just in his hand, and he just wanted to fuck with me. Like, he wow. wanted to see what my reaction would be. And, you know, I reported to the main office, and she goes, yeah, that just means he likes you. Um, I was like, yeah, um, you know what I don't like? Um, shitting my pants. Uh, you don't have hamburger helper, do you? Yeah. You know, and uh, calling it back. Nice callback. Call and thank you. And uh, and so so yeah. So that was that was one of the times, and that kid ended up being one of my favorite students. And he was just, um, you know, he was the kid was born with drugs in his system. Yeah. Um, literally. And so he had this difficulty maintaining equilibrium, and so it was very like what we would call like manic depressive or whatever, where he was up and then he was like on the ground sleeping and then he was up then he was on the ground sleeping. But, um, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I was going to try and set it up. Like, so if a kid was ever having trouble, did their parents ever try and make arrangements? I didn't know that a woman tried to sleep with you to boost her kid's grade. So I'm just going to cut to that and go, <laughs> tell me that story. Dude, that was, so that was at a, uh, a private slash charter school. Um, and I got employed. It was actually scout, scout school. Um, they, they asked me to teach summer school. And I didn't know what that entailed. But when you're a sub, summers suck, right? Because you, you only get paid on the days you work. You, you are a mercenary. 
and some subs luck out and they get hired at a school for the entirety of the school year and you're just the floating person right like you show up every day you know you're guaranteed a seven hour day and or however many it ends up being um but with me you know we had to grind out we had to hustle we had to canvas and you know try to ingratiate ourselves with the principal secretary and the um you know all that press flesh right Yep. Kissing, kissing, kissing mm-hmm. hands and shaking babies. <laughs> um, something like that. And so, uh, so they, they had me doing summer school and I was like, man, that's, that's a paycheck. And I want to say it was like a three week summer school thing. And the kids that show up at summer school are not the treasures um, <laughs> that you normally get on a day to day. So, you know, I would have 30 kids that are like the gremlins in the movie theater. Don't you know, feed the them, don't gremlins. get them wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> um, and so they're just like, you know, they're trash goblins. And this one kid was, he started out like shot out of a cannon and he's like, I don't do shit. And I don't, da, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, that's a choice. And I was like, you can make a choice not to do anything. I was like, listen, that's one less paper for me to grade, but that just means you're going to be here again next summer. And clearly you want to do stuff, you know? And so anyway, so this kid, he turned it around. He was crushing it. He had like a B, but the thing with summer school is it doesn't, the grades don't update like a normal, uh, like a normal school year would where the parent can log on to the system and see it just shows in progress. And so this mom comes in and she, uh, you know, she, she, she liked the tanning bed. Um, she liked the, the, the highlights, you know, the blonde highlights and, uh, you know, and the track suits, the like yoga pant, you know, uh, athleisure gear, if you will. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so the kid comes in, you know, and, and let's call him Johnny. Right. Okay. And so, you know, Johnny comes in and, you know, like I said, Johnny figured it out because a lot of these kids that have negative behaviors, like behaviors are communication, Right. And so there's some need that's not being met, you know, and a lot of times it's attention. And if they don't have undivided attention, then they're going to screw off. And what's the best way to get immediate attention is to act out and be a smart ass, you know? And so this kid, I wouldn't give it to him, but I would let him come in during lunchtime. And we'd rap about like crappy 80s sci-fi movies, like (laughs) critters, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and he would try to act out and I would be like, I guess I'm having lunch alone. I was like, that's good. I was like, I don't have to see any kids. So that's the best part of my day. And, you know, and then he buttoned it up and he sure enough, you know, come in at lunchtime. And so anyway, so the mom comes in one day, which was weird because the parents didn't normally accompany their kids into the classroom. And so she walks in, she's like, can I speak to you really quickly? I'm like, you can speak to me as quickly or slowly <laughs> as you would like, ma'am. And, uh, And she, I mean, and it's, you know, curvaceous body, like obviously did a lot of like, you know, yoga, Pilates, like trophy wife type thing. But, you know, like, like uh, mid, let's say like mid forties trophy wife, which, you know, is somebody in in their forties, you know, this was when I was in my thirties, like she, she, she seemed to not want for anything. And so she walks back and, you know, back in this classroom, the, the teacher office was at the back of the room and it had a big bay window you know, in the teacher's office. And so the mom walks in and like shuts the door behind her. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? 
I'm like, shit, did I tell the kid to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something? You know, like I'm <laughs> you say you look like Shock G. Right? I did. I was just like the Humpty Dad. I was like, listen, stop what you're doing. Because I'm, I'm about, about to ruin imagine the style that you're used to. Yeah. So uh God, I love that man. And uh R.I.P. R.I.P. to Shock G. All right. But uh, but yeah, so the mom walks in the in the office, closes the door. And she kind of turns her back to, like, puts her back to the bay window. And it's first thing in the morning, so the kids are filtering in. You know, I don't have a light on in the office because I was up in the front of the thing. But there's enough natural light coming. Like, it's fun. And, uh, and she goes, hey, I, I just wanted to check in with you because, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, my, my husband's taking us all to a vacation. And we're going to be out of town. And he needs to pass with at least a B. Or he can't go on the trip, and if he can't go on the trip, then I have to figure out other parent, uh, you know, lodging and somebody to watch him and all that stuff too. And I'm like, and I'm literally grabbing my grade book, and I'm not looking, and she starts unzipping the the athleisure top that she has, and she gets to you know right right between the the girls, yeah. and I go, oh, there's nothing under there, and you know, gets it unzipped to the belly button. And I just blurt. I think I ended up like yelling at her. Um, I was just, I go, everything's fine. Have you checked us? Great. Like it's, I'm it. It just came out as a torrent um, is <laughs> there's a joke in there, but I'm going to let that one go. But uh, I think it's, thank you. It, it was just, but I was like, have you checked this great book? Because everything's fine. And he just really does all the work and he tries his best. And I really need to start by the class. And she's like, Jesus, and zips i mean she zips her shirt up so fast i mean she like must have like clipped her chin you know going Dang. going back up and her face goes bright red my face is bright red and uh and she storms out of the the office i don't know what the hell like i i didn't know what to do and i just got so flabbergasted that i ended up just shouting with no punctuation Nonsense. Gibberish, yeah, in right? her mouth like it was just because she was pretty close to me and i'm just like blah, 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 and then you know all the kids hear the yelling and they're like what the hell is going she storms out and storms past him and he goes she yell at you or something and i went or something <laughs> or something and all i can think about is that forrest gump when he's like your mom sure cares a lot about your school and you know education that's what it is right yeah and now how um did you ever see her again Mm-mm. Even in passing or anything? Mm-mm. Yeah, because I don't know how you come back from that. Uh-uh. That was, uh, and I want to say, like, the dad was an ex-football player or something. I mean, no, nobody of, of import. Right, right, right. right. But, uh, but yeah, I'm like, that's another thing is I'm going, I'm not, I'm 100% not messing with that shit. Like, yeah. that guy was paid to flatten people, and I am a delightful snack to uh, to a beast like that. I'm just going to flat out say that a kid say it, sexually say assaulted me. Like, that's, oh. that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Wow. He was walking through a door and he grabbed my nipple and he goes, let me get that titty and tweaked my nipple. And I'm just like, and I'm telling you, <clears throat> I, you know, that like Twitch, when oh, yeah. something happened. I'm like it in a, in a parallel universe in the multiverse or however the hell you want to look at it. I would have clipped this kid in the face. Like it was just, right there and i mean it's and i could see it happen in my head and instead and I didn't, the dessert yeah. deserves oh, a yeah, retort yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like it's 
I mean, when people did that in high school, if, if a male friend does that to me, yeah. there is a hundred percent chance that I'm giving them the, the backside of the head. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? It's like, yes. yeah, hundred percent. And they probably and just, yeah. And, and it, exactly. Like they aren't going right. to like, who does that? So, so after the kid, kid purple nerfled you and you didn't smack him. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm fuming and I'm just like, we're going. And it's the kids in my class get freaked out when I get quiet. Right. Because I've always kind of at an 11 out really? of 10. I didn't, right I didn't in terms notice. Of, yeah, you hadn't, you hadn't caught yeah. it, right? Um, <laughs> I was hoping to bring you out of your shell by the end of the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping one day, maybe <laughs> next time. Um, so, yeah, it the kid and I just go, we're going to the office. And the kid's like, yeah, I'm not scared. Like doing, you know, doing all posturing. And, you know, right. the kid was like five foot two, you know had this like trilling lisp when he spoke i mean the kid was just like just a, a unfortunately a broken kid but a kid that you know didn't have structure didn't have you know accountability yeah. for things he did and he's another one of those kids where i'm just like you are gonna get blasted in the face so hard like you're gonna do that to the wrong person or you're gonna and i'm like and the, yeah. the worst part is i'm not gonna be there because part of me just wants to like can, can yeah oh yeah Hold and, him down. <laughs> yeah no i mean no, i would i'll <laughs> just be like do it again like i was like sorry i didn't have the camera up can you start it and go um but no so the kid did it and i walked to the administration office and the, oh yeah he said let me get or that's what he said he grabbed the t he goes let me get that uh f-bomb titty oh yeah okay. and uh the, the, the shorter one and, uh, and so said that, and I, you know, walk, walk his ass right down to the administration. And I go, I would like to formally file, like, cause he'd done it to girls. Like he would like grope girls and he'd do wow. all this stuff. And I'm just like, and nothing ever came of it. So I was like, so we're going to start a paper trail. Like, let's get this kid, get some sexual assault paperwork, you know, or assault with sexual intent or right, right. however you want to say it. Sure. And, uh, and the, the school, the SRO was like, he goes, we're walking through what happened. And I go, okay. He grabbed my nipple, twisted it, and said, let me get that titty. And he goes, um, did he hold onto it with oh intent <laughs> for, and, I'm, and I was like, let me show you. I was like, I'm happy to give you a demonstration. And the guy was just like, whoa, whoa, listen, you look a little hot. You look a little frustrated. And I was like, probably why I did it in the first place. Looking hot. And uh, and so, you know, <laughs> but the guy's sitting there and and I'm just like furious. And this kid just gets gets out of it scot-free because and I'm like, my thing is. All kids should be held accountable for good and for ill, like the, the best thing we can do as administrators, as parents, as teachers, as anything is notice and hold them accountable. And that goes for the good stuff too. Oh yeah. Like when they do something amazing, like we don't shout out kids as much as we should. And I, I hype the shit out of my kids. Like I'm, you know, because it's, I have kids cry when I go, I'm proud of you. That was really amazing. And then I look and they have their like head down and I was like, did you just pull the hair out of your nose? Like, is that, cause that happens. My eyes get going a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so I ended up, you know, just lighting into the assistant principal and the SRO was there and he was like, well, it's kind of like school or it's kind of playground games. And I was like, were we in a fucking playground? 
And the guy's like, uh, and I go, oh, no, we weren't because I was the adult <laughs> ushering kids in from the fire drill. And he did that. So this won't go unanswered. Like, it is your job to get this handled. And yeah, and 100% got blacklisted for it because he goes, oh, yeah, the SRO guy, he got so fired up speaking to the departed. And he goes, uh, and I was pissed. Like, it was, I was full hot. And I was like, so you're not going to do anything about it. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm the guy that does his fucking job. You must be the other guy. Ooh. And yeah. So anyway, uh, I was not invited back to that location. So are you actually employed now? Huh? Shockingly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah. No. And all of the, like I said, all of these stories were like me cutting my teeth and figuring out like what flies and what doesn't fly. Yeah. And it, it has made me a better person. It's, I, I know that a lot of this is coming off as like cocky and posturing. And I promise like it's, I've gotten checked so many times for being wrong um, and incorporated that, right? Because yeah. somebody that actually believes their own hype, like when somebody tells them they're wrong, they're like, well, no, I'm not. And if you keep getting fired, well, guess what? <laughs> you did something wrong. Yeah, you might be the problem. And uh, and so, yeah, so I learned how to be a more valuable person, how to be a better educator, but also like how to better communicate with people yeah all right we're gonna take one last break then i'm gonna ask you a few personal questions and we're gonna get to the electric chair everybody looks forward to the electric chair question Woo! um you are probably the most likely to actually have to live this scenario so think it through <laughs> the answers might shock you Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so all right we will be right back with one last short segment with Max Shaw, author of Adventures in Subbing, The Life and Times of a Classroom Mercenary. You can check out his book. We're going to give you all the details later when we come back. And we'll be back. Well, poor Tim. You mm -hmm. have murdered poor Tim. And you're going to the electric chair. Yes. You have one last meal, your last meal, which can be anything you want. You get a movie to watch mm -hmm. while you eat that last meal. Mm -hmm. And then a song to plug into your headphones as you go off to the sweet abyss. What is going to be your meal? That. So it's definitely going to be, it's going to be a steak from Delmonico's. Okay. Um, for sure. Probably. So they have a dry aged New York that I want to say is like an 18 ounce. Um, so I think that's, I think that's the winner. That's the clear cut winner. Uh, it's got to have the, the side of angel hair with vodka sauce. Okay. Um, probably a stone IPA, um, just standard. Oh no. You know what? I had one recently that was amazing. It was a, it was a goes with fruit that that's kind of, that that's something worth dying for. G O Z um, goes. I'm not familiar. G O S E. It's okay. a, uh, yeah, it was a, um, it's a like a sour almost beer, but not too sour. Um, this thing was amazing. It was like based on like blue or something. I have to find it again, but I think it's based on the East Coast. Okay. It was amazing. Um, maybe maybe a dry like a dry. Oh no, you know what? Forget the IPA. Forget the goes. We're gonna go okay. like a dry French wine, like a dry red to go with okay. the steak. Yeah. Yeah, right. let's say that like some somewhere in like the 80s, 90 vintage. Well, whatever. I'm dying. Let's make right. it like the 40s, 50s. What the hell? 1500s. Yeah. Get yeah. Napoleon's original bottles of wine. <laughs> That's right. The uh, yeah, the the ones that are in store. 
um, lying in state somewhere. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. And then, uh, let's have a, a tall seltzer water with some fresh cut lime and yeah. some bitters, bitters dropped in there. Big fan of the bitters. Um, and, dessert? uh, yeah, dessert, probably a good New York cheesecake with a good, like golden crust and some like fresh blackberries, maybe uh, that have been soaked in rum, and well, now let me retreat to your answer. Pulled. Are you are you a wine yeah. person? Are you a, a wine aficionado? I'm not. No, we uh, actually for our honeymoon we went to Paris, and let yeah. me tell you, man, yeah, it's the food there is it is it is everything that you think it is. Nice. Um, it's yeah, we ended up drinking wines there that were amazing. All the cheeses there are amazing. The bread is pornographic. Or is this a fromage? Fromage, yeah. We, 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 c'est vrai. <laughs> Et, uh, the yeah, we had what did we have? Um, foie gras. We yeah. had, and they were like, Well, you are Americans, and this may bother your sensitive sensibilities, but we've been doing this forever, and you know. And yeah, so no, the, the red wine, the wine that we had there was incredible. Mm. Their beer is kind of shit. Um, but you know, you can't win all of them, right? No. So, so you got this big spread in front of you. You got uh-huh. your napkin tucked into your shirt. What are you yep. going to be watching? See, I have to go like pure nostalgia cheese. Um, probably Young Guns too. The lesser yeah, known of the young guns. Yeah. yeah. I, I I remember watching it. I don't know why in my head it was on a Betamax tape, but I don't think, I think it was just on a regular VHS tape. But right. I remember watching it when I was being babysat as a kid. Now I have uh, to, I, I'm embarrassed that I have to ask this, but sure. I have to ask this. Yeah. Is that pals or is the first one pals? On the, pals. On the tombstone, uh, it, it, pals. It's all about. That's pals. the second one. With it is. Pat okay. Garrett. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that movie kickstarted an obsession with Billy the Kid with me. Um, yeah, because that was where the tombstone was vandalized. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and they're saying that, you know, there was a, a conspiracy theory that Billy the Kid was never shot. Yeah. And uh, which yes, I mean, I, I went down that rabbit hole once. <laughs> did you? Where it yeah. was like, yeah, they like shot him in the dark and they dragged a body out and buried it at night. Like who yeah. buries a body at night? Yeah. Right. Um. So I want to believe, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And just the Kiefer Sutherland being the teacher. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Emilio Estevez. And, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to revisit it. I've revisited Young Guns a half dozen times, but yeah. I'm going to I'm have to do two again. I'm, I don't know how many times I see it. It's, it's, but you got to love that cast. Yeah. And it's, you know, just a, and it's just a fun group of people to, to take that experience with in the, you know, in the theater. You're satiated. Huh. You're wiping the crumbs from your lips. They're going to strap on the gurney. But first, you get to put on your headphones in here. Again, I, I, I want to go pure nostalgia. Probably like Peter Gabriel in your eyes, but the live. He did a, an album called Secret World Live. I actually just picked up on vinyl this past year. And that's Ooh, like... Look at you, Mr. Ooh, I'm a fucking title. I'm better, I'm better than you. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I'm I glad that you... <laughs> I mean, now that it's out there, I'm right. fine, yes. Um, that entire concert, Soup to Nuts, is like some of the best of them.
Huh. I might have to check it out. I, I mean, good stuff. I'm not going to have it on vinyl. I'll probably <laughs> <laughs> listen to it on Spotify or yeah. you know, something you know, like that. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Less well, culture, no, but it's fine. It's like, you know, the, you know, the old joke is, how can you tell if somebody does CrossFit? Oh, they'll tell you. They'll tell you, yeah. How yeah. do you know if somebody listens to music on vinyl? <laughs> they'll tell you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I am up. a meat popsicle. It'll I, come uh, <laughs> So, again, Adventures in Subbing, that's available uh, Amazon. Where, where else can people find it? You have a website, Twitter handle? Yeah. Want to promote? Uh, it's on, yeah, it's on Amazon right now. Um, MC Shaw Book uh, on Instagram. Um, I post, you know, teacher stuff and classroom stuff on there, not nearly as much as I should. Uh, you can pick it up on Amazon right now. It's I believe it's $14.99 for the paperback and with free shipping with Prime. Um, it's actually nice. There's a, there's a like waxy kind of finish to the, to the book that I like. Um, you can also get it is that, digital. Is that just on the new ones? Cause my first original doesn't feel that waxy. It doesn't feel that waxy, but you know it's what? also I'll... doesn't have the right title page. So <laughs> right? that one just goes right in. Yeah. I'll just, I'll bring off some, uh, some like uh surfboard wax. Okay. When I come down to sign your copy and I'll just sign wax it, it up and, real yep. good. Beautiful. Sign it and wax it. Um, yeah, and then digital is on Amazon for seven ninety nine. Are you coming out with an audio book? I'd like to. I, I really, really, really want to. I do you want like, to voice it, or do you want to hire someone who's good at it? Yeah, I really should. <laughs> well, you know, I am a teacher, so hiring people is kind of out yeah. of the question. Um, and there's the thing that's really challenging with it is there's so many uh, spicy terms um and there there are some straight up slurs that kids say and it's like and i don't feel comfortable saying that yeah um and i i wouldn't want to saddle somebody with that either in this day and age where you can like isolate segments of what somebody says and be like do you hear what he said um yeah yeah is uh i taught a film class for kids over the summer and i showed them blazing saddles which is one of my favorites and i showed tropic thunder which is like the 2000s take on, you know, in that same vein. And the kids all, they said something so freaking brilliant, man. Um, They they compared the two of them and I'm just watching them cringe at Tropic Thunder. Yes. Right. And which is part of the intent. Right. right? Exactly. It's designed to make you cringe. Right. But they all loved Blazing Saddles and wanted to watch it again when we were having our party at the end of the class. And I go, what like help me understand to you is you know these children that are very much taught that you know hate speech in this and right. you know and and being a bigot and you know racism and all this stuff and the one girl just very plaintively said blazing saddles never punches down and i was like yes. what do you right and i go yes. and she goes that's amazing and she goes well you taught me that term and i was like yeah i'm pretty great yeah, I mean, and, uh, <laughs> she was like she was so good and and she brought up the same thing as she goes all of the 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 people that were working on the chain gang right the, the black people in the beginning right like they have it figured out and they're playing the dumb hillbilly characterizations you know you right. have the oh, prostitute right. that's playing a dumb you know uh, right. sex worker you have you know the all all of that stuff it just homogenizes and i love that line of when he's like these are people of the earth you know hard working you know morons 
And you have the guy, and I can't remember the guy that plays Bart. I'm like blanking on his name. Cle- is it Cleveland Little? Cle- oh, yes. I think, wait. I think you're right. Bart. Bart is the sheriff. sheriff. The sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is Cleveland Little. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, yeah. I think you're right. And yeah. where he breaks character. Yeah. And but Gene Wilder right. says that. And it's yeah. like so famous, but so perfect. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know, morons. <laughs> that movie is so. If somebody's offended by it, they aren't paying attention. Right. Right. Kind of right. Like you said. And it's because yeah. nobody says it to denigrate. And like you said, it's. I don't. I've never felt comfortable using slurs. Yes. You know, and it's and did I say shit as a teenager? A hundred percent. You know, like it's you say inappropriate things. Like stupid, we use right? the R word all the time. Yep. Like that was our go-to thing. You know, because you're stupid. Because yeah. as a teenager, you're stupid. I was stupid. You were stupid. Anybody who's currently a teenager, I'm sorry, you don't know it right now, but you're stupid. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and there's and, gonna be a thing, right? And if you up. don't look back at 30, 40, 50 years old and go, dang, I was stupid as a teenager, then you're still stupid. <laughs> those guys that wear letterman jackets and like the local bar and you're just like oh that's from 71 huh that's a nice jacket state champs huh yeah you made all the district (laughs) (laughs) it's like i still remember that game i'm like yeah Yeah. you're supposed to fill other memories in there big guy you're right but uh but yeah so it's yeah i think that if we can all reflect, right, which is the biggest thing in anything yeah. stupid you do. And it's the same thing with my kids. I like, I'll tell them, I'm going, if you learn and there's positive progress, yes, I'm not going to fault you. But if right. you keep smashing right. your head into right. the door, like I'm not going to keep opening the door. Like you have to open that door, you know, and it's, what is it? Adversity. One of the titles of the chapter of the book is adversity is a stone that sharpens. The other thing I wanted to say too is uh, I'm also doing signed, uh, personalized oh, nice. copies too, okay. um, and those are 23 bucks with shipping included. Um, and where so, would they get that? Is that on Amazon, or they get that through your website, or how? Would they- uh, yeah, so they can just uh, message me on Instagram, um, and like I said, I believe it's at Max Shaw. I should probably know that. Yeah, you, you, um, that would help me convey it to my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's. Let me see. Adventures and subbing book, all one word, but the the little app thing, yeah, is uh, is uh, MacArthur Shaw, and you can get the link right there. Okay. Adventures and subbing book, all one word. So, okay. adventures uh, and subbing book. Yep, all one word, and uh, yeah, and if you just search MacArthur Shaw, you search my name, um, you got that too, and yeah, fabulous. Well, I hope uh, I hope this brings you thousands and thousands of sales um but i'll consider a success if we hit dozens yeah i would i would love that tony (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate you uh spending some time talking talking about it your stories are fabulous the book is a breeze of a read it's a it's a well-written light you know it's 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 easy to read it's an easy read and it comes in chapters it's easy to put you don't have to commit to reading the whole thing at once i mean they're chapters so you can read a couple put it down, pick it up. And, and every chapter, most of the chapters stand alone. And, uh, and it's good. It's a good reading. I enjoy it. I'm laughing. A lot of profanity, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of language. Yeah. So, uh, be, don't give it to your eight year old. 
Um, with yeah, that, no matter how the book looks, good lord, it's the back of it has like you know the cover designer made like stickers yep. and all the oh, stuff yeah. on the back, you know, to emulate what a high schooler's notebook would look like. Yep. Yeah, don't give it to a child. Yeah, please. and I mean, read it. I'd give it to I'd give it to a I'd give it to a high schooler. I wouldn't give it to a middle schooler. Yeah. Um, I think I think the high schoolers could probably and most high schoolers can handle it. That being said, if you need a gift for your high schooler, <laughs> check it out. Otherwise, <laughs> just get a good book to read. MC Shaw, Mac, thank you so much for joining me. And we are gonna sign off. Say goodbye to the folks. Thank you, Tony. And uh yeah, thanks for the time. This is great. Good. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa, Mesa. Outro, 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 outro. And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. You can find more episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the TikToks. All those platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also, you can reach out to the show if you have a guest idea. And we're also looking for sponsors and supporters. So check us out at Patreon as well. Thanks for listening to Tony on the Mic.